1: absolute sports betting degeneracy
2: hey everybody arch here it's friday it's noon it smells like death in here it must be rich what's going on man
3: (laughs) thanks for the well wishes man i appreciate that
2: you know i just you don't sound so hot rich
3: Nah, i'm not doing well at all bro i'm uh you know uh, lack of an appetite and the only thing i'm having is uh eating is some advil some vitamin c and zinc hmm. you, know, I, you can't get that uh what's it called chloroquine, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. i don't know if that's legal in my state or not but and uh, i'm you know day like number six of being ill so i'm i'm avoiding pretty much down in my basement all day and trying to sleep at night you can't really do it because i'm up and down and then getting into like some coughing fits while i'm sleeping which is kind of weird yeah uh, so but um yeah hopefully in the next couple of days i'll feel better if not you know i'll probably drive over to the local testing area and and see if i got it or not And hopefully i mean if i did get it You know, my eyes are bright red, like if I'm a zombie from a zombie movie or something, you know, they say that the pink eye kind of look is one of the symptoms too. So maybe if I get it, I get out of, I get a, you know, get out of jail free card and, you know, I don't don't have to, you know, I don't have to be living a lockdown lifestyle anymore and, you know, I can go out and be free again.
2: That's it, man. Bright side. it's the bright side right there. You can
3: always, always the optimist.
2: Uh, I need a little dose of optimism. Our golfers are not doing so.
3: No, it's like they all woke up this morning with a, like a kink in their back or something.
2: Yeah. Well, this is a good thing
3: about betting. There's always next week.
2: Yeah. Well, there's and we're not out of it in golf by any stretch of the imagination.
3: No, there's a, this is a no-cut tournament. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you're doing a sheet of integrity, you got got 100 and some odd golfers that yeah. – if you look at the leaderboard, a lot of the guys in the leaderboard didn't make them, you know, are high up on our rankings. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're just putting a few together, sometimes you might pick the wrong one or two. That's the uh,
2: that's the negative part about it, I guess. Yeah, I I still think we're going to bounce back. I don't think Paul Casey's going to shoot four bogeys and two double bogeys tomorrow. I think I think we'll be okay.
3: Probably not, but, you know, sometimes I found when these guys have a bad, you know, couple rounds, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess, I don't know, especially the older guys, if they feel like they're out of it, they don't really, I think they just start working on things on the course and not really focus on their score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in baseball, they say a pitcher in a, in a preseason game, if he's working on a particular kind of pitch, he'll throw that same pitch 40, 50 times in a row until he gets it where he wants it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you know, at some point the batter figures out how to. And, uh, you know, I think in golf too, if like their putter is bothering them or they're not hitting the ball off the tee right, they might try some, uh, you know, some new things on the course in rounds where they're not playing or, you know, in tournaments where they're not playing as well as they normally do.
2: Yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not concerned. We're going to get it back.
3: Yeah, you were going to end up there.
2: Just a a little
3: warning to everybody. I don't have a cough button. If I do, I don't know how to use it because I'm not bro like Arch. (laughs) I'm still a a neophyte at this this stuff. So if I start coughing, understand that it's not contagious through the microphone or through the podcast. At least we hope not. It hasn't been... uh, proven to be contagious that way. No, yet. Fauci
2: hasn't said that yet. He hasn't said that yet. He hasn't said, we can, we can get it through the TV. No,
3: but apparently you can, you, you can protest, but that's the only mass form of uh, gatherings that people are allowed to participate in. Well,
2: We don't have to go there. I don't understand. Baseball, they were kneeling. How do they catch the virus? If you're protesting for things, you shouldn't get it. I, I read that on Vox. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere, too. But, you know, you
3: can't believe everything you read. That's true. What do they tell you? I mean, I, I don't. I, I know that maybe nowadays people, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, my parents would tell me what you don't believe anything you hear in half of what you read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably, you know, take the opposite side of what you hear now and don't believe anything you read.
2: Unless you're on absolute degeneracy or guaranteed tip sheet, you can believe everything there.
3: Everything. It's in stone
2: chiseled. Right. Mm -hmm. all right let's get to it man where are we heading first so we're gonna span the entire continent
3: today we're gonna be um, travelers we're gonna go to del mar racetrack for race number two that's the shared belief stakes that's a race for the kentucky derby qualifying points it's consequential for a couple horses so it's an important race we're also going to do race nine at saratoga which is the whitney stakes it's the big race of the weekend hmm. and then we're also going to do race 11 and that's um a race where i have the uh a nice long shot on top it's the bowling green stakes okay. at saratoga so it's a little bit of a little bit of coast to coast ocean to ocean although saratoga is not near the ocean they do have some Mineral Springs and stuff like that's supposed to be pretty popular with the tourist, you know, middle, upper middle-class tourists this time of year. But obviously with the, with the COVID it's, uh, you know, the, the, the normal hustle and bustle is kind of quieted down, but the horse racing goes on. And we're, we're going to go on. Yeah, hopefully we we'll go on and pick some winners today. Let's do
2: it. Yeah, man, you did all right last weekend. So let's just, let's keep that. Let's keep the, keep the momentum here.
3: I tell you, you're my good luck charm, man. Whenever I deal with you, talk with you, we, we win. And then, you know, the, the couple of weeks that, you know, we, we didn't get together, we didn't find anything. So oh boy. You're, my, you're my rabbit's foot, bro. That's it.
2: Yep. I'll take it.
3: Yeah. You know, I have to come down there and chop off the big toe and put it on like a tooth uh, necklace or something.
2: Yeesh. I don't like that.
3: <laughs> so we'll start at Delmar. Let's start on the, on the West coast. Okay, where they're supposed to have some sun and then patchy fog for the uh race two, the shared belief stakes this is a Kentucky Derby qualifier it's for the detour to the Kentucky Derby, which is not all that far away anymore, but a little more than a month away, and it's one of the remaining four races, so a couple of horses in this field are uh, well, at least one of them honor ap is is a lock i think he's third right now in the kentucky derby rankings with 120 points so the odds of him not making it are zero he's going to be in the derby provided he doesn't injure himself or get hurt or get sick mm-hmm. and he's going to be one of the horses that people will have money on derby day uh he'll be one of the favorites i expect especially if he runs well in the shared belief stakes A couple of other horses, Thousand Words and Anu Dior are like on the very edge of getting in the Derby because the top 20 qualifiers make it. I think they're ranked number 18 and 19. So to assure their spot, they're going to have to likely collect points because the races that are upcoming have 100 points, 50 points. This is 50, um, 2010, five, which is not as significant in terms of point gathering. Mm Mm-hmm. So they might need to get a few more points to ensure that they're in the race on the first Saturday of September. And then there's a, a couple – everybody else is going to have to pretty much be winning your in. Um, oh boy. Uncle Chuck has a shot. He's probably got to finish second. That's the uh, rail horse. He's 9-5. to five. So he's, I think, 23rd, a few points out of the 20th position. But he'll, he'll probably need no worse than a second-place finish t- to – almost lock himself in so this is a very consequential yeah. kentucky derby race and you've got some really good horses in this race so um the horse that i'm 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 tilting towards uh, having on top of my picks is the um is the six horse number two uh seven to two Cezanne or Chezan, i don't know how they pronounce that so Bob Baffert horse has only run twice, won both of his races, um, ranking rating off the leaders. But one of the reasons I, I'm kind of high on this horse is that they paid $3.6 million for this horse. Oh, by right, far, right. Yeah. By far the, the, the most money they spent on any horse in this race. And you don't spend $3.6 million on a horse to run him in $100,000 or $200,000 you know, or, or low-priced. Um, stakes races hmm. In this case it's $100,000 I mean you gotta win a lot of races When you collect 60% uh, That's the winner's take um, Of $100,000 pools To make three, back $3.6 million They bought this horse to run him In big races like the Kentucky Derby In the Breeders' Cup you know, obviously, this is the only year to run in the Triple Crown races, but you know, you don't spend three point six unless you you want a horse that's going to go out, win big races, and then you could turn around and get those stud fees. Mm, yeah, that's where the money is,
2: huh?
3: That's where a lot of the money is, man. When they're done racing, I mean, think about it three point six million dollars for a horse.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. also available for stud fees too, Rich. If anybody's out there,
3: <laughs> people have to pay you though, right? Yes, right. Or would you have to pay? I'm not sure. Oh
2: Richard, keep your mind out of the gut.
3: Well, I'm just curious as you know what side of the equation we would be on. <laughs> Maybe when we were when I was younger I would have been on the get paid equation. Now, you know, I'm just this old guy with firing red eyes, you know, perhaps with the you know the it that can that can put an end to it. Which is sad, 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 sad. But anyway, so I got Sazine on top. It's a win mm-hmm. at all cost race for that horse if it wants to get into the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and he's improved over his first two races sharply. Continued improvement should give him a number that would be competitive for the win. You know, the the, the big horse in the race is Honor AP, who uh, made easy work of Authentic the last time they raced. Yeah. An authentic, uh, you know, as the in the most recent Kentucky Derby futures pool was the third favorite. So uh, honor AP is likely to be the post time favorite. It's dropping in class after posting the highest last race speed figure, which is a. If you're out there doing your own handicapping and you see that in the notes, that's a pretty good combination. Usually, those horses are finishing the money. A lot of times, they win.
2: So, even even with very i mean very little motivation on Honor AP's part, part he he's still they're still training training them pretty hard pretty well well you know now they're just you know they're they're what they're doing now is
3: they're just prepping them for the Kentucky Derby so yeah i don't even know if they're interested in winning this race i mean of course they are because they want the money but the 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 trainer at this point is just trying to make sure that when Honor AP shows up at churchill louisville in a little bit more than a month that the horse is peaking you, you know what i mean
2: oh yeah no doubt, no
3: doubt. yeah so that, that's they're in that process right now so
2: we don't have to worry that honor ap might come out and pull a new orleans pelicans right
3: yeah forget that a game is four quarters instead <laughs> of three i know you know covid they're in the bubble and everything and they're not allowed to see their their girlfriends their wives and their other girlfriends
2: apparently they hide the scoreboard too. What's that? Apparently, they hide the scoreboard there, too, in the bubble.
3: Yeah, especially if you're in New Orleans, right? Right. Well, you know what? Half their team went to Duke. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, Oh. So, yeah. So, I I don't think that – I think the horse will run its race. You know, I think there's any inclination that something's wrong. The jockey's not going to – Mike Smith is not going to really go, yeah, 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 let's go. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they'll do what they can do to win the race. If the horse is running smoothly and, you know, things are going the way they're supposed to and usually go, you know, he'll be up and he'll, he'll be challenging for the win at the end. Um, he, he tends to kind of rate right off. You know, he tends to be more towards the middle or the back portion of the field uh, and then try to make his move later on. Whereas Cezanne uh, and or Chezanne I'm not sure how they pronounce that horse's name. That's never my, my I don't really concern myself with the pronunciations, no, no, yeah, it's all right though, and uh Uncle Chuck, those will be the two horses that are going to be in the front, okay, so Uncle Chuck is another one that um is undefeated in two starts, and um you know it's another race, like i say he's twenty third I think, so he needs points. So it's another Bob Baffert horse. So uh, jockey Drayton Van Dyke is going to be, you know, heels in on this guy. Let's go, let's go, let's go. He's run a little bit green or amateurish in his first two races. First race, he kind of got off to a slow start and then picked it up and took off. And then in his last race, you know, he got clear, was way out ahead of the pack, and he started kind of wandering on the track a little bit, (laughs) drifting out. So those are signs of horses that are a little bit in need of some more training, you know, kind of like a puppy Mm -hmm. to sit and it doesn't sit, it comes over and jumps on you instead. You know, it's kind of confused on what the different commands mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where uh, I think uncle Chuck is right now. Uh, So hopefully in this race, you know, he, he shows a little bit more maturity and I expect he, he's training better than any other horse coming into this race, uncle Chuck. So I I think that uncle Chuck and uh, honor AP and Suzanne are the three horses that are going to you know, run first, second, and third. I'm putting the six horse on top because it is an all or nothing race for him. And I expect that you'll get an all or nothing type effort. Um, Bob Baffert's putting the top jockey on him, Flavory and Pat. I mean, they're out to win this race, nothing else. And you're going to find out why they pay 3.6 million dollars for him if he wins. Very good. The next horse, I think I think Honor .AP. finishes second, takes home the, the place check with um, Uncle Chuck kind of fading a little bit at the end, finishing third. but he could finish second. He, I mean, I think any one of those three can win, um, but there's just more on the line for the, for the sixth horse. Finishing out, you have thousand words. And Anur Dior, uh, when they raced before against each other, Thousand Words won by a neck. Um, But he seems to be kind of regressing a little bit, whereas Anur Dior seems to be kind of um, on the upswing. Hmm. They might flip positions this time around. Only uh, Thousand Words is making his second start off after a layoff, so he should be a little bit sharper. Okay. Than a new Dior, and that's why I have them ranked. I mean, just you know, in you got to rank them one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you know, you could you can flip them back and forth however you like. But for like okay. the exacta and stuff, you know, I'm I'm gonna put the six on top of the one uh, uh on top of Uncle Chuck, and on top of the number five honor AP. And if you want to kind of box them, you can box them too for the trifecta. You know, I'm I'm going to put the two horses that have the most at stake on top, even though they're they're probably not. Uh, you know, honor AP can beat both of them, but I'm going to put the six and the one on top, and then I'll put honor AP with Anur um, Dior and and Thousand Words in the back end of that.
2: All right, okay, gotcha.
3: Yeah, so that's what I see happening uh, because of the consequences, and you never know. To I don't know what kind of rivalries these trainers have. But, you know, there could be a handshake agreement that, you know, I'm not going to go all out so you can get your horse in the derby or at a weekend a not agreement. I don't know.
2: Oh, man. The swamp.
3: Well, you just <laughs> never know. I mean, I've seen, you know, you, you, you tune into a TV and you see a horse that's or you watch it on paper. It's just pounds better than all the other horses. And I know they're animals. So, they're, you know, every now and then they can do throw in stinker in there. But. A horse, that's like two to five. And, you know, somehow he just gets nipped at the uh, at the end by like an 18 to one horse. And Mm -hmm. you wonder, how how does that happen? And the jockey's not like hitting him with the stick or anything like that to get any more out of him, a little more juice at the end. It just looks so set up that you wonder. But, you know, I know it's all straightforward and, you know, there's never any shenanigans going on. Never, 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 never never ever 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 just ask what was that nba's ref's name the one that got in trouble and got banned from betting on it because he understood the uh he he bet based upon the referees
2: yeah 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 did you Uh, ever see that read about that donahy donahy tim donahy right yeah the referee that got in trouble you're talking about yeah, but then he went out and started a betting service
3: and started betting on NBA games and started cleaning. It was some referee. I think there was like a Netflix kind of <sighs> documentary on him. But he went out and was, he didn't care about who was playing who. Yeah. He cared about the referees, yeah. like which referees were going to ref which games. He said because that they were assigned by the NBA because they wanted specific players to win. So he knew like if player X – Was in a game and like this set of referees was assigned to that game Mm -hmm. that player X would win and and that team would get like, you know, a lot of free throws and the other team would get none. And he cleaned up and he got banned from betting.
2: Oh, well, if you're too good, you're not allowed to bet anymore. (laughs) The casino will not let you.
3: Which is kind of nutty, but I mean, it is beyond nutty that they can do that to you. But, I mean, if you think about that, the referee is kind of saying, okay, I'm going to take my inside knowledge mm-hmm. of how this works, which is kind of an admission that, hey, there's a little influence going on, and we're going to turn around and uh, and use that to to profit through gambling, which is kind of crazy.
2: Remind oh, me okay. when the NFL rolls around, we need to talk about Cleek Blakeman someday. So,
3: All right, we'll yeah. talk about him. Yeah. All right, now what we'll do is we'll hop, uh, hop on uh, a <laughs> – a little bit of that conversation about whether we'd get paid or not paid kind of slipped in my mind. There, we're going to hump over instead of hop over to Whoa. to uh,
0: Saratoga. Saratoga Springs,
3: the other side of the country, New York, New York. And we're going to start with the marquee race of the day, which is the Whitney Stakes. And this is another race of consequence. It's the uh, it's a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup specifically for the classic which is kind of like the um you know, it's it's the biggest race of the big races uh, during the Breeders' Cup weekend okay kind of like the headliner you know you got you got one of those old 80s shows with Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith <laughs> and Metallica and yes you know all those long-haired folks and Bon Jovi and you know it's it's the it's the it's the they're all big big bands but you know, it's the one that gets to stage at the end. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, dating myself. Probably half the people listening have no idea who those bands are. No. It's, not, not. it's all right. But I would encourage you to go see a Metallica concert if you've never gone. That's, uh, I, I went to see them a couple of years ago when you could still go to you know, live events. And it was like like the air was moving from the music. It was kind of one of the, it, one of the best shows I, I've ever seen. Nice. And they're probably nowhere near as good as they were when they were younger and probably oh, yeah. a little bit more, you know, energetic and enthusiastic and maybe a little <laughs> bit more intoxicated. Yeah. But um, the, it just like from the, it was just like, like the extra like it's like the air was also, you know, going along with the beat. You could just feel it. It was almost like an earthquake or hurricane, but anyway, Back to horse racing. So Whitney Stakes, um, Breeders' Club Classic, winning your in, And this is a it's just short field. There's only five horses in the yeah, field. Yeah, see that. Which is one of the shorter fields that they've had in a while. Um, but it doesn't really take away from the, the quality of the race, I don't think. Because you, you have four horses in this race that um are all pretty good in Tom's detat by my standards code of honor and improbable and, and you could probably even make a case for Mr. Buff to win. So I mean if you're looking at the the past performances you could literally land on any one of these horses and, and le- make a legitimate um claim as to why they would win. So if you take the long shot Mr. Buff for example, you know I, I think six of the last eight winners um were first or second, the four of them being first at the at the first call, the quarter mile mark, and it's very likely Mister Buff's going to be on the lead. So, you know, if if speeds holding up, the twelve to one he's going to get to the front, and other folks are going to have to chase him down. The last four races, last four races, the, the favorite one, and that's going to be in all likelihood times to tot. Detat- a horse has just been phenomenal lately. And then, you know, Code of Honor is undefeated in two races at Saratoga. By my standards, has run phenomenally well and gets the ride on the rail, which is one of 25%, so he's got a post advantage. And improbable, he's coming off the best race of his life. Hmm. So you could literally make a case for any one of them to win. Right. But you're not
2: going to. You're going to tell us which one's going to win. No, I'm going to just say box them all. Oh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, no. So I'm going to go
3: with, and you know, it's it's the probably, it, I mean, they're all kind of going to be low, except for Mr. Buff, they're probably all going to be low odds horses. And uh, I'm going to go with Tom's to to win because this horse is just finding its. I mean, it, it's coming into its own. I just rewatched the last race to Stephen Foster uh, when he beat, by my standards, pretty easily. And I made easy work of him, and I was watching. I was paying particular attention to you know the stretch drive when when the horses gotta you know make sure that they do what they need to do to win. And I was paying close attention to the jockey and like the jockey Miguel Menya. I mean, didn't even ask the horse to do anything more just kind of like petting him coming in you know what i mean like good mm-hmm. horsey good horsey good horsey and then uh so i i think that he can be even better in, in his second race after a layoff where trainer albert stahl wins at the 24 percent. it's one of his um, highest performing angles saratoga can be kind of a tricky course for horses you know you know, different courses for different horses, but <laughs> he's run there four times. He won three of them. The lone race that he did not win, he finished fourth against some really good, I mean, really good company. And that's the last race he didn't win. Mm-hmm. So he's on a four-race win streak. None of them been close. He ran against Improbable two races back and the sheet shows that he only won by three quarters of the length so it looks close on paper but coming into the stretch he was two lengths behind so in the course of a sixteenth of a mile he made up three lengths and if you read the commentary he says he was going away so if the race had been a little bit longer um, like this race is mm-hmm. uh it, it probably would have been three or four lengths Wow. so and then he also raced against Mr. Buff. So he's raced against pretty much everybody in this field, including Code of Honor. And he. Uh, and it's the, only race, the only horse he didn't race against was Code of Honor. And when he raced against Mr. Buff, he beat him by a lot. wasn't close. So the only horse in this field he, the Zetat, hasn't squared up against is Code of Honor. So it would be the first time these two meet. Now, last time out, Code of Honor finished third, in that race when i told you with Vacoma where Vacoma just I mean, that was one of the one of the most impressive visual races that i have i've seen in my life and i've seen a few yeah i mean i probably watch 30 40 races a day so if you think about that over the course of god knows how many years for a race to actually stand out yeah, is pretty pretty you know, it says something all by itself so um, but this horse is a closer code of honor and the, in the, in the track, in the short field, the recent Whitney setup has favored speed. So he's not going to have a lot of horses to pass. I mean, the most he can have to pass is four. So he's not going to really probably run into a whole lot of trouble or traffic trying to go from the back of the pack to the front, mm-hmm. but you still have to pass everybody and you're going to have to pass really good horses to get to the finish line first. So I do have him finishing third, with By My Standards finishing second. And the reason I have By um, by My Standards finishing ahead of Code of Honor is this horse has been nearly impeccable on a fast track, and it's supposed to be sunny all the way through Sunday, so really not a lot of rain in the New York forecast. Track's going to be fast and hard. And on a fast track, by my standards, has raced seven times, won five of them, and finished second twice. And he's raced at the distance four times with three wins and a second. So those things really stand up. And then if you calc- you know, you add in that the the post, the rail, the one horse has won one out of four races. I think that's going to give him a little bit of a. Le- he's got a post advantage. He Loves the surface. He's raced well at the track. I mean, he hasn't raced at the track. But raced well at the distance. Raced well at a fast surface. It's just, and he's going to be closer to the front, which is the which is the bias. Mm-hmm. So I think if anybody's going to upset Tom's the Tot, it's going to be by my standards. And this horse is just getting better and better and better. Cool. So yeah, yeah. So improbable, even though he's coming off his best race ever. and, you know he, he he seems to struggle a little bit off the west coast although early in his career he didn't run well down in arkansas but then once he hit the kentucky derby so the higher level races well he, he came in second in a in a in a grade 1 arkansas derby at at oaklawn park but since he's kind of struggled when he's got off the west coast like churchill in the kentucky derby finished fifth i mean that's really not struggling in a big field but wasn't close never was really in the race and he was like the very lukewarm favorite. Then he came back to run in Pennsylvania at the Pennsylvania Derby, which is not, you know, it's not Kentucky Derby or, you know, even some of the races that you have at Santa Anita on a regular basis or at Saratoga. Then he ran again at Oakland Park in $150,000 um, non-graded stakes where he got smoked by Tom's Tot. So, you know, he's not really done his best work outside of the West Coast. And the last time he broke a losing streak, which is what he did in his last race, he came out to run fourth the next time out Mm. after traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. So Mm. he's on that same kind of cycle this time around. And I'm not going to say that, you know, the past is always perfectly um, followed, but a lot of times it does rhyme. So for for betting purposes, I'm going to put number one, and number five at the top of my exactness with one, two, three, five, so Tom's de tot with By My Standards, with Tom's de tot By My Standards, Court of Honor, and and Improbable coming in second. Okay. And then I'm gonna do the same thing for the trifecta. I'm gonna put the one and five on top, the one, two, three, five on underneath, so that's a $12, I don't know what, it's $24, something like that. So I think you could, if you want to, save a little bit of money, you know, focus on Tom's the top, maybe at the top. If you want to go for the bigger bang, then put the one on top and everybody else below them. So that that's how I'm going to play that race. like it. And then finally, we're going to skip forward two races because so far we've kind of been a little bit. Well, not really favorite heavy. In the first race, we took the third favorite there. We took the. The top choice and then the fourth choice in our second spot. So we're trying to find value. But we're going to do the Bowling Green Stakes, which is race number 11 on the inner turf at Saratoga. And, you know, this is a track that's inside the dirt track. And we talked about these these quirky tracks before. Mm -hmm. And they're tighter turns. And and what I found from watching these races is they're sort of like they're like barbell races. It's either you got to be first or you gotta be worst when you get started like being in the middle is not the place to be you know to, you know you you have to you have to be at one end of the ladder of the spectrum or the other, so I've seen the horses get to the lead and then nobody ever 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 catches them and then you're watching the race and you know. Horses are completely off the screen because they they're so far behind. You wonder if they're even in the race. You know, you're looking to see if the jockey fell off the horse or if the horse got out of the gate. And you're like, where the hell is the horse? Because this TV screen's not big enough to put him in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, like if he was in a time machine, you know, like in the Star Wars movie or in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy when they press that like jump from one universe to the other button, boom. Yeah. Everything blurs and there he is at the front of the pack. And you're like, where did he come from? So, those are the kind of races that um, these inner turf tend to be. So, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a, a, a real long closer here and a long shot on the top. And it might even be the longest shot in the field because it's only a seven horse field. So, that's number seven Pillar Mountain. Pillar Mountain. And yeah, when the race gets started, folks, if you're looking for him and you have him on your ticket, he's not going to be anywhere. And if he's near the front, you know, I, I'll probably fall out of my chair. And at the state I'm in, not feeling well, I fall out of my chair. They might call, you know, the ambulance pretty quick, but that might be it. Yeah, yeah that might be the end of it for me, bro. <laughs> I shouldn't probably joke about that, right? Tempting fate. But um, so he'll be way in the back, but this is a horse that has performed really well at the distance. It's performed fairly well at at Saratoga, too. Um, He's run at the distance three times, two wins and a second. So it's kind of hard to improve on that record. Mm -hmm. He's making his second start off a layoff, and his trainer, Todd Pletcher, is a good trainer, really good trainer. You know, he wins at that angle at 20% of the time. Last time out, he finished six by three and three quarters lengths. He hasn't won in a while, so why the hell am I picking him? Well, the fact that he has run well at the distance is one reason. The last time he raced at Saratoga, two times before, he he raced at one and three eighths miles on the inner turf. And he won running away as the favorite. he came back the next time to run at one and a half miles in a grade one, and he he closed, but he ended up finishing sixth out of nine. He didn't really run as well as he probably should have in that race, but he actually improved his times and speed figures. So um, it doesn't – on paper, the finish doesn't look as good, but when you look underneath the hood, it actually was not a bad race. So I expect that he'll be better in the second start, and he usually takes – um, some nice, significant step forwards in, in, in his second race off the bench. So um, that's why I'm hoping to get that a twelve to one. I think that um, Todd Pletcher, so far at San Saratoga, has been, you know, he's been playing T ball, man. You know, he's putting that ball on the on the tee and, and swinging at it. And he's so far, he's won 30% of his races at the start of hmm. Saratoga meet. And like I said, Saratoga is kind of a tough track to really perform well at. It's considered the graveyard of champions for a reason. So 12 to 1, I think, you know, he's got as good a chance as any other horse. Yeah, man.
2: Win. Luck of the Irish right here, too. Let's do it. What? Yeah, why not take him, right? Let's yeah. put him in there. So we talked
3: about, yeah, because he first races in Ireland, so he's Irish horse, but Hold on one second, because I, I don't have the cough button. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. We just can click the mute button, Rich. There's a mute yeah. button here. Yeah, there's one there, sort of. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> just cough. Just let it out, Rich. No, I got it. I'm good. I, I got over it. So it's kind of like trying to hold back a hiccup, you know? So we talked about the barbell approach, and we're going to go with the other end of the barbell now, the, the, probably the horse that's going to be the horse on the front and be the, the, the speed horse it's going to be the rabbit for all of the other horses to chase and that's the two horse cross border mm. he's got a perfect Saratoga record at four wins in four races and he's also run at the distance once and won so I'm going to press that mute button <laughs>
2: yeah go for it so rich is going to mute we're looking at cross border let's see that five to two morning line odds all right so half of my lung
3: is on my computer screen now so i apologize it's a visual for me but i figured i'd share it with you you were going to go out like doc holiday one way or the other so one way or the other bro so anyway now that my you know i'm seeing stars i'm a little dizzy right now it's kind of like i got hit in the head
2: well yeah you know you took a you took a 12 to one. That's top of your ticket. So you, yeah, maybe, maybe I, you are a, a little, of, little punchy. Well, I'm
3: suffering from so I got to really, you know, they say one of, the, one of the things that they worry about when you go there is delusion. Like if you go to the hospital and you have the, the vid. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, may, take that into account, folks, to, this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I'm, I might have it too because I've been banging the drum that the Royals are actually doing pretty well in MLB. So, well, hopefully it <laughs> stay that way. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's only a 60-game season. It's not like they have to hold it for you know twice that length. So it's only a third of the season. You can be good for a third of the season. That's true. It's good enough to be part of the, what is it, 60% of the teams that make the playoffs now? Yeah, we're getting to NBA levels here. Yeah, well, why don't they just start the season in the playoffs with every team? They should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just get it over with. So All right. anyway, cross-borders, the one that's likely to be on the lead, I think will be the fastest out of the gate. The um, jockey trainer combo of Jose Ortiz and Michael Maker mm-hmm. have won three of their last four races together, so he's going to be the one that's on the front. Four and O at uh, Saratoga, never lost there, so it's a horse for the course. He's run twenty one times somewhere else and only managed to win four times. And you know, you gotta when you're when you're handicapping if a horse runs well at a particular track. You can't discount that. You know, he might have run hundred times elsewhere and not won, um, but he's you know run four times at a particular track and won every time. There, there's something about that setup that 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 he likes. So, um, I got him as my second choice. Sadler's Joy is the favorite
2: mm-hmm.
3: at two to one. He's the six horse. It's a third pick. And he's going to be keeping our uh, Pillar Mountain company at the back of the pack when they get started. They're going to they're going to be on that side of the equation. Oh boy, they got to hit the warp speed, huh? Yep, they're going to have to press that button when they go. So when you look at it, I mean, he's, he's making his third start off a layoff. Um, his trainer, uh, <laughs> Thomas Albert Tranny, is making. Uh, uh, he does well the third starts, twenty two percent. Um, but his record at Saratoga while good, two wins, a second and uh two thirds. It's a, it's a decent record. And at the distance, he's only won three out of 12 times with a second and five thirds. It seems like he prefers third at the distance. It's where I got him ranked coincidentally. Um, didn't have anything to do with that. I just feel like you're going to get better value with pillar mountain. If the two horses are going to run basically the same race, mm-hmm. I yeah. expect pillars value. Um, pillar Mountain to he he was a little bit sharper in his first race back should improve in the second his numbers were a little bit better than Sadler's joys have been in the first two races so if they both improve and I have a little bit of a head start on you I should um finish ahead of you so that's why I have him ranked third he could win the race that's why the you know odds maker has him as the favorite um I would expect that he won't probably be two to one I think cross border will probably end up being the favorite when the race when the race gates open um but you know you, you have to account for him because he's a solid horse he's finished third three races in a row tends to finish in the money um recently so he's a solid horse but i, I just don't think he's going to get the job done this time around could but you never know
2: yeah well, okay good to know and then uh my fourth
3: horse is dot matrix run 31 times on turf. He's won a third of them, 10 times. I don't know it's a little less than a third for all you math geeks out there about to hit us up on Twitter and email. Hey, it's 30%. No, no, I understand. But this is a horse that's probably going to be in the middle of the pack. So, you know, the mushy spot I said not to be in, but I think there's not a lot of speed in this race. So the middle of the pack could be second or third, mm. um, which is you know, it's just the middle of the pack out of a seven-horse field third. And Brad Cox is his trainer, this guy we talk about all the time. All the time. Young and up-and-comer, you know, seems to – seems like we talk about him, though we jinx him, though. But his horse is making his third start, and I think that that's what – you know, that, that's the race that Brad Cox targets with his horse because he wins 30% of the time. And he's run at Saratoga twice, has a second and a W, run at the distance twice with a second and a third, so – uh, I don't. I don't know that he's going to win. I wouldn't expect him to win. That's that's why I have him rated fourth, right? But <laughs> you know, it was a good effort at nine to two. You know, he could win this race, but I, I expect him. He, you know, he's raced against Sadler's Joy and a couple of these other horses a couple of times, and more often than not, finishes behind them. And, and that's why we have him behind them. And uh, to round out our alternative picks, we have the one horse, Marzo. Ridden by one of the top jockeys there, Irad Ortiz um, Jr. and Michael Maker's another you know uh, kind of under the radar trainer who's up and coming. I don't know his age. I don't look these things up. I know you have this knowledge. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right radar. now.
2: I'm looking right now. He's 51. Michael Maker is 51. So by
3: horse racing standards, that's a, you know probably a younger on the younger side of trainers. Yeah,
2: um, but.
3: He's got he's the a, hairline he's, of a much. He's, he's, he's
2: a good trainer that yeah. you just don't know about. I got you. Yeah, He's he's, he's got the hairline of a much older when man. When I watched, does he's bald? Yeah, he looks like he's thinning out a little bit. I'm looking at his book, he wrote a book. It looks like.
3: Oh, did he? Maybe I should call him and see if he wants to talk about Maybe. his book on my podcast. That.
2: I'm just doing a Google image search here. Google, what is that, man? <laughs> use you don't use google very often you still using- well, I use google they they
3: they you know they're in the process of banning me after some of the comments on this show
2: yeah well yeah i been. i was banned on one of my apps that i use just the other day so were you really well we can talk about it all fair yeah well
3: i should be banned probably too well i know my goal is to get banned right <laughs> yeah I mean, you gotta have a legacy. You might as well have a I mean, I mean, if you think about it, do you wanna have the legacy of a rock star or do you wanna have a legacy of an MIT nerd that no one's ever heard of? Well, that that's a good point. Right? Both are consequential in the probably in the, you know, in in, in what you would say your the standard of your of your life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But one they make documentaries of. And, you know, and movies about and write books and it's legend and others, you know, die anonymously.
2: Yeah. Well, we had that professor on just, to, uh, you know, not last week, the week before. For and, baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody nobody was really interested in his uh, work with the Defense Department or his methodology for keeping bugs out of your food. Everybody was interested in why shouldn't the pitcher bat knife?
3: <laughs> yeah, right The gambling. Why can I get money stuff? Right? <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Money, 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 money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Except all these nerds have all
3: the money now, right? All these really smart people with the computers and stuff—they have ninety-nine point nine percent of the, the world's wealth, and that's why people all across the planet are in the
2: streets. Well, well, that's why we have you. Something, yeah. Well, we- you might have a lot too. Your stock portfolio is the other point one percent. That's why we have you on. Yeah. Well, we do all right with that too.
3: You know, that's just experience. You know, I, I think it's just being around things a long time, and you know, you start to. You have this, sometimes you have like this into, I don't know if it's intuition or what you it's just experience. but you see something that you recall from a time before mm-hmm. and you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That just doesn't look right. And when it doesn't look right, then you can reflect back on your experience. and And that's why I know us old people are stodgy and, you know, we're not with the ways of the world and, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. But. The reality is, you know, we were kids and we were doing the same crap when we were kids that the kids do today. We just didn't have the phones and all that other stuff to do it with. And you might have, but not me. We, you know, back then we were still communicating with cans and string.
2: Rich, I had to use the rotary phone to call. People when I was a kid. So. Yeah, no, I mean, people probably don't even know what the hell that is.
3: A lot. I would say, what do you think? A third or half of the population have no idea what that is. It's
2: right around there, huh?
3: No idea. Yeah, I had to use that too. And the thing that was the worst about those damn things is when you wanted to hit a seven and you hit a six instead and you rolled it around, then you try to fudge it by rolling in another one and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hang up and start all over again. And then, of course, you know, if you're making those midnight calls back in the days when you were young and single and, you know, uh, trying to 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 mingle, trying to get your finger in those the holes to rotate it around was sometimes a little challenging. Yeah. You never knew who was going to be on the other end of the line when someone picked up. Hello? Oh,
2: man, I called the wrong number again. Next time through, hello, you again? What's wrong with you? Yeah, it was difficult back then. It was difficult. Yeah, uphill both ways to school in the snow, bro. Plus, yeah, and and Pony Express, I mean, that's your era right there, right? Well, I live in the country,
3: so, you know, kind of we did have the Pony Express, man. I grew up in the – well, I started in Chicago, left when I was six to go with my dad to the naval base in Newport, Rhode Island. And then from there, we moved into the to the Poconos in the in the eastern portion of Pennsylvania. And, you know, we lived on like an acre and a half of land. It was really inexpensive. It's not like we were kings or anything like that, the lower middle class family. Mm-hmm. You know, we spent a lot of time, you know, I think – you know, growing up in the woods, a lot of time outdoors, you know, I think every kid should have to kind of to go through that because there's some, you know, the, you, you learn, I think, to be a little bit more independent when you have to kind of just make stuff out of the air just to entertain yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, you also learn a lot of things, too. Like I used to have to walk home sometimes from school in the dark and uh, probably about a, two and a half, three miles from when the bus would drop me off. Jeez. from my house yeah it was pretty far and there's no street lights or anything like that in the woods and in the, and the roads literally it would be like street and then woods there was there was no like very little barrier between the, the street and the <laughs> woods you had like six inches yeah so if a car was coming you had to like go into the you know you had to go into the woods, and you just become, I think, a little bit more aware of your surroundings when you know your your life is literally at stake um, constantly.
2: Well, you live in Chicago, Rich, so come on now. It's it's still it's still right there.
3: Yeah, you know the the crime and all that's up right now, but I'm kind of pinned in my house. So that's true. They put the the black X on your the white X on your house. My house is protected by Smith and Wesson and my friend Albert Richard number fifteen. Go. Come on in, if you will. Okay. No, but the AR fifteen, I don't really have that. They're not legal in Chicago, so don't, scratch that part. Scratch part. that part. Yeah, yeah, it's not real. So, um, all right. Place, Let's get back so, on
2: track here. Let's focus here. Yeah. Where so the the
3: the, the one horse Marzo in these crazy races, yeah. these these one horses for whatever reason in these integrated stakes inter turf um, stake races, that real horse is always a horse that. I mean it could be the worst horse you've ever seen in your life you're like this, this horse has three legs hasn't raced in four years it's emaciated and you'll see it on its three legs coming up at the end and you're like damn it i keep forgetting put that one horse in there and so the one horse i'm putting him there and for that one he tied for the highest last speed rating so there's oh, wow. a good reason beyond yeah. just the three-legged horse that's the one horse that i always forget. Um, so he also has the top jockey in Irad Ortiz so and a good trainer in Michael Maker so he's my first um, alternative pick and then number 5 channel maker he's the the other one that's likely to be up at the front with our first pick um, cross border but he's a horse that just seems to he has like one good race and then a bunch of really bad races and then one good race and then a bunch of bad races so or at least out-of-the-money finishes. He mm-hmm. had a good race last time against some pretty good horses. His third start off a layoff. You know He's run at the distance six times. He's been all or nothing, won twice, and then failed to get you any money in the other four. And he has a second and a win in four races at Saratoga. Speed numbers say he fits. And it's just like his regular pattern of stuff that I'm not a big fan of. So in terms of betting this race, um, I'm going to box my top four picks for the um Exacta. So we're going to have two, four, six, seven box. Okay. And then for the trifecta, we're going to go two, six, seven with two, four, six, seven with one, two, four, six, seven. You want to add the five at the back end, the channel maker, you can do that too. But, you know, I'm really, really kind of hoping that that Pillar Mountain at 12 to one, finds his way to the tape first, um, which would make everybody happy, I think, um, yeah. come Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah, we would all be happy.
3: Yeah, I might actually be able to afford myself a, a, you know, a free COVID test if I, that one hits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might be able to just squeeze it out if your 12 to 1 hits. You know, I just don't know if you really want to go. It's like one of those things where you feel like, ah, I should go,
3: but then you don't really want to go because you don't want to know.
2: Mm, we've all been there, Rich. We've all been to the free clinic, waiting for the results. <laughs> those
3: are back in those days when, we, when do we get paid or we don't get paid?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I could say some pretty offensive things right there, but I shall not.
2: Oh, okay. Maybe okay. not offensive, but at least kind of on the uh, less than family friendly side. You're trying to keep it family friendly. I a, a show called Absolute Degeneracy. I I just don't know that it screams family friendly content. Yeah, you know, we
3: try to have a a Blink One Eighty Two um, goal for the F word. Yeah, right. You know, that's why they name themselves Blink One Eighty Two. I had no idea. Yeah, so you know, from uh, they name themselves Blink One Eighty Two because in the movie Scarface, that's how many times Al Pacino says the F word. Oh, I read that somewhere. Now I don't know if that's true or not. So if anybody from Blink One Eighty Two is listening, hey, two things. Thanks for listening. Yeah um second thing contact us so we can get you on the show we'd love to have your input and three if i'm right about that if you can confirm that with a tweet that'd be awesome
2: no man let's yeah i had no idea yeah, yeah well
3: that's what i read so you know at six degrees of separation you never know we might have somebody on the show pretty soon
2: there you go i like it let's get the get the word out everybody link 182 on the show might help,
3: and anybody who's listening, you know, it's important too that you give us some stars on uh Apple or oh, wherever you're that. listening to Is because this? the more stars we get, the higher we get rated, the more people that can come in and benefit from uh, you know, good work that Arch and his guys are putting in for you in baseball, basketball now, hockey, hockey tomorrow. And, uh,
2: And and UFC, of course, too. Right. Right. Yeah. He's got some good picks. I think it's not. I don't think it's going to be a card that surprises you much. So I'm expecting his uh, I'm hoping his, uh, you know, picks round specific picks really come through for us.
3: All right. So you got the UFC. So, you know, if you really want this community to grow and you're a part of it, you know, it's uh, you have to do your part, too. And all you got to do is give us five stars. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that'll get us higher rankings in the Apple and everywhere else that has these, I mean, Apple is kind of the king of all this stuff. So, yes. um, you know, if we can get uh high star rankings and the higher up the, the board will go when people search for these types of thing, podcasts and the higher up the board we go, um, you know, they might actually be able to get a, 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 a new horse racing expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we,
2: we, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. And, you know, speaking of it, you, you make an account over an absolute degeneracy and you can, you can comment on Rich's posts and tell him what you think specifically. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, you can give me well wishes or you can go to hell wish <laughs> me. It's up to you. Oh, Rich. Fingers crossed, man. You pull through this. Yeah, I'll be all
3: right. I, I feel, you know, I, I don't feel like, um, you know, I feel like I'm at about 35, 40%, which is like 120% for most people. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, you know I don't feel like I had some food poisoning a couple years ago that Mm -hmm. was just brutal I mean I I felt like I was going to be one of the 3,000 people a year that die from food poisoning I was so I mean I actually googled that shit afterwards that's how I literally I mean I ate a hamburger from a place and you know within like within an hour my stomach started bubbling and stuff and Within 12 hours, I'm t- I was on the couch probably with a fever, you know, hitting 106, 107. And, like, I couldn't move. Like, my body, I, I was, like, paralyzed. And sweating, I mean, like, I, I it was like if I was in a swimming pool. That's how wet I was. And, like, when I, I tried to get up, you know, to go throw up and, and, and other things. And, and I, I literally, I couldn't get up. I mean, I had to literally just kind of lay there and and kind of like, you know, you see in the army how they they crawl, putting like one arm in an L and crawl in front of the other. I was, I was literally sick for three days like that, and I honest to God thought I'm going to die oh boy. from a freaking hamburger. Um, so I have that kind of like, experience to balance things against, and you know, this feels like um you know, like the back end of a flu where you kind of get that feeling like you're going to rev up to normal, but then you sputter, and you kind of just feel a little tired and a little fatigued. And then you kind of feel like you've got like a little bit of a surge of energy and then it goes away. And so that's kind of how I feel. So I, that's why I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, ah, I'll get through it. But the, um, it's just a, normally my normal, is I rotate through these things in usually 3 or 4 days and I'm back to normal. This has been going on for a week now. So mm. that's the abnormal part of it. doesn't sound it. good, yeah. mm And then oh. you know I you know, I you know I can still taste and smell so you know that's one of those things they say you got to be on the lookout for. And I haven't totally lost my appetite but you know I'm really not that hungry either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I S- haven't lost my appetite for trying to to win some <laughs> some horse racing and <laughs> You know, and Chris is cracking that whip. I don't care if you got the COVID, bro. Get my content
2: now. Wow. Chris Chris just uh, keeps pushing you.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, we got some relationships now, too, with Forbes. So, you know, we have to write some stuff. And,
2: yeah, I saw keep... that. You guys posted that on Facebook. Forbes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Too. yeah.
3: Big hitter. Nope. So, yeah. So, we're in the big leagues now, baby. I guarantee hey, we, we call I that. Been, but now we're really, like, you know, we're getting into that elite class yeah. and, you know, maybe I'm going to have to look for a new
2: podcaster. What man, What are you talking about here? I, this is the DGN bump you're getting here, Rich. Yeah, it's, it's probably, I'd probably, I'd say it probably has a lot to do with it, to be honest with you. Since we've
3: uh, come to work with you, there's been a lot of, um, you know, so a lot of positive things. I told you, you're my, you're my rabbit's foot, bro. There we go, man. Yeah. So like I said, if you want a rabbit's foot too, yeah, like, like uh, Art said, head on over to the site, make yourself a profile and, 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 you know let loose yeah man let, let your th- inner beast
2: out you go that's it all right rich i you think that's it, all Arch. i think that's all we got right yeah good luck at the races everybody oh by the way the market my uh
3: i have some internal market measuring sticks two out of the three went negative earlier in the week the market i think is down on the week so um maybe we're in a little bit of a summer doldrums the question mm-hmm. is is just a is it a hold on a second Golf button again All right. So the question is, are we in the summer doldrums, just a little bit of a downtrend within uh, the bigger uptrend? Or are we going to start to perhaps see the market take some money off the table for a little bit longer period of time? So I'd be cautious with your dollars in the market, at least in the uh,
2: intermediate term. Okay. Good advice. Just invest all in horse racing. That's it. Horse racing, UFC, baseball, hockey. Yeah. All right, Rich, get out of here. We'll talk to you next. Well, next week, sometime. Next, next, uh, next Wednesday. We'll talk next golf Wednesday. You. Yeah, I couldn't think about that. I, I blanked on when we talk golf.
3: Be good, stay healthy, and good luck at the races.
1: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.